0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to your very favorite Spider-Man podcast. Here comes the Spider-Cast. I'm your co-host, Michael. As always, I'm joined by...
1: Joshua Mervell. And today we're going to be taking a look at some uh, episodes of the 1994 Spider-Man cartoon featuring the
0: uh, first appearance of the Hobgoblin. That's right. And this is a favorite series of one Bex Luther, And Bex Luther's joining us this week. Thank you, Ooh.
2: Bex. Hey, yo, what up? It's me, your boy. <laughs>
0: And we also have a very special guest who demanded to be on this episode, Bob Myers. Thanks for joining us, Bob. Well, hello, oh. and thank you. I'm not and sure, dem- I don't know demanded is quite accurate. But. <laughs> well, I think you you hinted that you might be interested, and then I forced you to come on.
3: Um, yeah, basically, <laughs> the background, real quick, is uh, was like a month ago you guys were reading uh, spinoffs where you were on the X-Men books and you were literally like, I was reading through the X-Men books and I was like an issue or two before what you guys were going to read when you said you were going to read it so I messaged you and said, hey, I'd like to be on that show and you're like, ah, we recorded it last week I was like, oh, yes. okay <laughs> Oh, that was
0: the X-Men one with uh, the city gets Yeah, where they like, go back
3: into like medieval time in right, York right, right, right and okay. it's terrible <laughs> Yeah Yeah, it's yeah. one of the worst
1: ones Oh man, I still don't yes. know what happened in that comic. So,
3: no one does. So yeah, I kind of lucked out
1: not being on
3: that show.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so how far uh, are you in, uh, in your re of X-Men then? Um,
3: so I've stopped now, but I got through basically the Mutant Massacre.
0: Okay. And Ooh, I, okay. And
3: I, I was reading X-Men and uh, New Mutants and then X-Factor and then it just became too much. I'm like, I need a break. So
0: yeah. after Mutant
3: Massacre and a little bit more, I decided okay, I'm just going to stop now.
0: There's definitely a kind of a lull for like a year or so, but then it picks up again when Jim Lee and Wills Portacio kind of take over, you know, like in a year or two after that. So,
3: yeah, I may pick it up again, but I needed to break for a while.
0: Gotcha. So now what about Spider-Man? What's your experience with Spider-Man like growing up or whatever? Were you a big fan?
3: Well, actually, it's interesting. I was thinking about it and I don't think I've ever actually read a Spider-Man titled comic before wow i like spider-man and i've read a ton of spider-man stuff in crossovers but i don't know that i've ever actually read a spider-man comic book
0: interesting um,
3: weirdly enough
0: well we'll definitely which have I know to have could
3: just get me kicked off this especially no. now it's gone silent if, <laughs> no no trust me
0: gi joey ju- 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 I, I never read a spider-man comic uh, i know becca has but oh, not no, as much I as, can't hear not in the 80s comics right becca
2: it was mostly nineties stuff is when right. I got into Spider Man, yeah. But also I don't know anything about anything, so don't worry about it.
0: <laughs> That's the thing, is a lot of people like when I offer for them to be guests on a show, they're like, Well, I can't be on the show or anything about Spider Man. I'm like, Have you listened to our show? Like we Nobody don't know does. what we're, Yeah. <laughs> well, first of all, no one does, but we don't know what we're talking about here anyway. So uh, mm-hmm. now okay, what about the Spider Man cartoon for the nineties? Did you catch that when you were a kid or anything?
3: Um, yeah, I didn't watch it as much as I watched like the X-Men cartoon, but I definitely watched it. I don't have any specific memories, but I know after like watching these couple episodes, I'm like, I definitely watched this show.
0: Sure. So here's the thing is there's three big reasons with it. I wanted to do this podcast. Number one is Peter David. Number two. Well, number one is Spider-Man. Number two is Peter David. Number three is Hobgoblin. I love the Mm -hmm. Hobgoblin. When I was a kid, I had a handwritten cha- checklist of every Hobgoblin appearance and, you know, who wrote it and who drew it and blah, blah, blah. So I love the Hobgoblin. So obviously this Hobgoblin in the cartoon is a little bit different, which we're going to talk about later. But, you know, I've been waiting for this episode a long time and finally we're here and we're going to do it. And who would like to summarize part one of the Hobgoblin saga of, in the cartoon? josh and Um, becca do you want to tag yeah yeah Yeah, i feel like we can we can handle this Um, okay
2: between the two of us who just both watched it maybe 45 minutes ago we'll remember what (laughs) happened right (laughs) okay right
1: right so uh we start off with peter wanting to move out and uh he kind of has an opportunity opportunity to do so with harry osborne and at this point uh harry and peter are going to school together but they're not like super close friends harry's a little bit more popular than he is and like hangs out with flash and like the jocks and he's kind of more of a party dude where peter isn't isn't yeah (laughs) um but uh because norman osborne harry's dad offers to pay for uh the entire apartment Uh, Peter agrees to move in with him, and um, all while this is going on, uh, we learn that Norman has hired the Hobgoblin to kill the Kingpin. Um, And this, we first see this during this, like, unveiling of uh, a new building that they're going to be starting, right? The
2: Fisk School of Criminology. Right, which is... (laughs) I know it that because I was fantastic. like "Ah, funny.
1: Delicious. Um so he tries to assassinate him there, but Peter's uh Spidey senses kick in and he's able to push Kingpin out of the way before anything happens. And this is when Spider-Man first meets the Hobgoblin. Um and then this is where things kind of get a little bit fuzzy for me. So Hobgoblin gets away, and mm-hmm. uh he he goes back to Norman and they kind of have a little bit of a fight. So what Hobgoblin does is he decides to screw over Norman Osborn and double cross him and go to Kingpin and be like, Hey, listen, don't you want to know who hired me? Let's take this guy out together. So they team up. He tells them that Norman is the one that tried to, you know, who put a hit on him and uh, they kind of team up and, Decide to screw over Norman Osborne by stealing his son Harry, um,
2: right out of his apartment.
1: <laughs> right out of his apartment, which uh, and Aunt which, May just <laughs>
2: happens to also be
1: there. Right, Aunt May is visiting uh, right when Hobgoblin happens to show up and throws a pumpkin bomb, uh, and which which puts Aunt May into the hospital. So uh, Peter is now at the hospital with uh, his Aunt May, who is in a coma. And also dealing with the fact that his like new best friend has just been kidnapped by Norman Osborn and by uh, the Hobgoblin. And he's now got to suit up as Spider-Man to figure out what the hell is going on. Um, And then like a couple of times Hobgoblin like double crosses (laughs) Kingpin and then goes back to Norman and then goes back to Kingpin again. It's. like like, it gets a little ridiculous but and
2: then like episode one just ends
1: (laughs) right yeah it's i can't even remember what the cliffhanger is hobgoblin is laughing about something right
2: yeah mark hamill is doing his delicious laughter
1: fantastic
2: yeah and then the episode's over and then i binged watched the next episode immediately after obviously Mm -hmm. and the first five minutes are just the first the Hobgoblin <laughs> part one recapped. Like, right. exactly. Just the dialogue. Anything that's not dialogue uh, is taken out of the episode.
1: Yeah. And
2: that's the recap, so it's like, oh, I didn't even need to watch it. Cool. <laughs> uh Oh, the, um, the cliffhanger is that Peter goes into, like, an abandoned building to get away from the Hobgoblin, and he throws pumpkin bombs into the building, right? Because oh, the second right. episode starts with the building exploding.
1: Right. <laughs> right. Um, so kingpin it's probably a good thing to mention too. kingpin is working um in in this tv show and like throughout this entire tv show is working with alistair smythe yeah. and alistair smythe finds out that hog goblin is double crossing the kingpin now and going back to norman so he tells kingpin and um uh he tries to kind of uh, he he confronts hobgoblin in his office and really hobgoblin is only in it for money and power and he just wants to kind of take over for the kingpin and be the new kingpin um so and he keeps going
2: back and forth between osborn right. and the kingpin who, bo- who trusts him every time
1: <laughs> that's see that's what's right. ridiculous i don't think it's the hobgoblin flip-flopping it's that Norman's like, okay, I trust you this
3: time. <laughs> like it's, it's
1: like it's on so the funny. third time. Like,
2: Don't worry, this time, me and me and you, Gabo. Like right.
3: <laughs> he's just so charming. How could you not?
2: <laughs>
3: right. And
2: every time they have a conversation with this guy, he's gl- like he's on the glider, like he's flying around. He's never just standing and they're talking. He's always flying around these people, and I thought that was great.
1: Right.
3: <laughs> except for when he's in kingpin's chair i don't think he's ever not standing That's on the glider true. good yeah. point
1: yep um so yeah that kind of leads us into uh what's happening the, there's like some sort of fight and uh, hobgoblin uses some new tech that he like uh, uh blackmails norman into giving him
2: from the and, third double cross
1: right so he's <laughs> able to take on the kingpin now because He's able to surprise him with new tech that the Kingpin didn't know about. So Kingpin Which and Alistair bigger glider, big glider, yeah.
2: <laughs> and
1: and bomb traits. smart bombs, smart, smart bombs, bombs. Smart pumpkin
2: bombs. bombs,
0: yeah,
3: yeah,
2: yeah. Um, smart and bombs, more saw blades, right. I like the um, saw blades.
3: I thought it was really nice of Osborne to not only have the smart bombs but have them pumpkin themed for the Hobgoblin. Yeah, that's pretty sweet.
0: Yeah, (laughs) good point, good point. (laughs) Right. (laughs)
1: Um, So Kingpin and Alistair, they leave, and now Hobgoblin is like the new Kingpin. He's kind of taken over the building. So Norman and Kingpin now have to team up and uh, take over Hobgoblin. And what they do is they use Spider-Man and give him details on where the Hobgoblin is hiding so he can go and fight him himself. Um which the there's a battle that happens. He saves Harry while the building is kind of exploding and they have to crawl down through the tunnel back out. So Spider-Man never actually realizes what building they're in. So it keeps the Kingpin's right. identity safe. Um and uh Norman is now safe and uh there's like one so so like Kingpin and, and Norman kind of go their own ways and everything is done norman and harry are reunited and spider-man is there being like i saved you this time but you better watch your back and then hobgoblin shows up like one last time to try to kill them and spider-man uh uh defeats him by jumping into a smokestack which which makes the hobgoblin like crash into it and flip into the river and we don't (laughs) see him again and then the episode ends with aunt may coming out of a coma and uh, Peter deciding not to move in with Harry and to stay with uh, stay with his aunt at her house.
2: And it, it turns out that she didn't go have a stroke and go into a coma because of the pumpkin pretending. bomb. It was because she saw Peter's dirty apartment and she just couldn't <laughs> believe it. It was just so disgusting. Peter, how right. do you live like this? I'm going to have a stroke. <laughs> um, uh, uh, so, my favorite okay. part of- Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead back. And go ahead back. Oh, I was just going to say the end part where Harry and Norman like come back together is mm-hmm. like he's like, "Oh, I I did care about Harry. I just was never there for him at his baseball games, when he was sick, when he needed me." You know, real love. And i was like, "What the hell? That's <laughs> none of this has gotten resolved. This nothing happened."
0: <sighs> well, okay. I- I have I can say more later, but I got to say, of the, whatever, 13 episodes we've reviewed so far, this is the first one I was a little bit disappointed by. Um, I, I, I really thought it was, again, rushed. The way that they jumped into hmm. the Hobgoblin at the beginning. Like, opening up the episode with him just putting on his costume and then flying out. I really didn't like that. Especially since the way he was introduced in the comic. He was, like, such a, a mysterious figure for, like, a couple issues, sort of. Then he was introduced... Then he sprung onto the scene and then we didn't know who he was. So, but I can get more into that later, but I want to know, Bob, what was your impression of this episode? Uh, you know, just going in kind of blind.
3: Um, I'd say I mostly liked it. I will say I definitely like you. I have a, definitely a warm spot in my heart for the Hobgoblin.
0: Awesome. And I'm, guess,
3: I'm guessing it's probably because as a kid of, of these episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, ah, interesting. Okay. I, I, I think it's because I just like the maniacal villain who's just like, you know what? The Hobgoblin doesn't have to have a reason for backstabbing and then backstabbing again. He just does mm-hmm. it And it's a lot like star scream in that way. Who I also love. right Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, I really enjoyed these episodes. I, well, Enjoyed him as much as you can for a '90s kids show. Um, <laughs> Ooh, feelings from feelings were hurt, but okay, continue. Well, I mean, I really like them. yeah, but I I yeah, I'd watch more. Um, I it, it did feel weird, like you said, that like the episode just starts with hobgoblin there. I'm like, okay, right. we not. There's no background for who this hobgoblin is, and there's no information at all. They're like they drop little hints that. Uh, Norman knows who he is, but right. there's no information in two episodes about who this guy is at all, which I'm kind of okay with actually.
0: Well, you know, here's the thing, uh, <laughs> whether it's a cartoon or a TV show on CW, you know, it doesn't cost any more money to build a mystery than to not build a mystery. And it drives me crazy when, I mean, for example, there's a snake eyes movie coming out, which we won't talk about right now, but <laughs> in, in the first GI Joe movie, which was a piece of crap, the first time snake eyes and storm shadow meet, they flash back to their entire history in like three seconds and they ruin about 55 issues of the comic like how yeah. hard is it to just dole out a little bit of mystery just give us something you know mm-hmm. like just just slow it down just a little bit but they, they didn't do that and that's why like i said i was a little disappointed so i didn't mind this so
1: i i've watched this series many times mm-hmm. um and what i kind of like about this is that they didn't reveal his identity yet right just like in the comics he keeps appearing and like the readers are like he's just some masked villain we don't know who he is yet
2: right um
1: so uh it's it's a little like confused like sorry (laughs) this reading chat oh no Um, problem uh yeah uh I kind of like that. There's still mystery in the sh- in the show as well, and like I I don't know. Do we? Do you want to r- watch the rest of the
0: Hobgoblin episodes for the show? Are you asking me or are you asking Bob? You. Oh me. Oh well. I, let's be clear. I'm gonna watch every episode of this cartoon, no matter what. But as far as like right. if I, if I had a gun to my head and I could only watch this or you know like West Wing. Uh, I might pick West Wing only because like, again, it, it's a little bit frustrating. Right. That. Uh, Sorry. It, it,
1: my question was uh, for the sh- like for our show. Oh, because I don't, oh. want, I also don't want to spoil <laughs> what's coming up with the Hobgoblin because spoiler alert, he does return and mm-hmm. the, like the mystery of who he is continues
0: in the cartoon, in the cartoon. Well, yes. I can't, no, don't get me wrong. I'm super pumped to find out how that plays out. I'm just saying that the way that it was done was a little bit disappointing. Um, I guess we can also, I mean, we we haven't heard, uh, Becca, you haven't really said much about the actual episode. Like, What do you think about the the episode compared to the other episodes that we've reviewed?
2: Oh, I mean, you know I love this show and everything about (laughs) it. My favorite part is, like, the villains and how they interact with Spider-Man and how Spider-Man interacts with all the characters. Um, And just, like, the anime, when I was a kid watching some of the animation... And, like, going from, like, traditional to more computer-generated was always really cool to me. Mm -hmm. So, um, when any of, like, that kind of stuff happens, I, like, get a little, like, flutter in my chest. I'm like, oh, yeah. Remember when you were so excited about that? Because that was, (laughs) like, new and that wasn't Mm -hmm. a thing. Yep. Um, But, yeah, no, I I like this. I, I, I enjoyed it because the whole time I was, like watching it by myself, I was like, I wish I have someone here just so I could sass with them about all the mm. things like Harry Osborne's bad haircut and how it's exactly <laughs> like his father. Oh <laughs> right,
3: right. I do not understand the hair at all. No yeah, one does it's so right. weird.
2: The nineties outfits, like, like what is, so is it yeah, what is
0: that hair supposed to be? Does anyone know?
1: It's so weird. It's well, they're like tight, tight, tight curls, but he also has like a, a widow's peak bigger than Dracula. <laughs> right. Like it's, right. Wi- it's wild. Is this like
0: the like, like male, is this the male version of Corn Rose? Like did he just get back from that's like what it kind to Jamaica? Of looks like, yeah. right?
2: And like that's how it, it looks in the comics too. Like yeah. why does their hair look like that? And it's only Harry and Norman Osborn.
0: Right, right. Mm-hmm. It's very strange.
2: It's a okay. weird genetic trait that they have. But yeah, so, just like little things like that in Harry's relationship to his father, how like absolutely strained and it is and, and how ridiculous it is he goes up to him in the car and He's like dad are you okay and the guy and Harry or Norman goes whatever and like slams the door and drives off and Harry's like yeah I'm fine too like thanks dad like
0: all that mm. little
2: stuff that I thought was so funny as a kid is still funny Mm-hmm. The right. jokes are still good. Peter's still really funny. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's in episode two when he like hides under the truck and he goes into the sewer. He's like, "Well, at least I've got the sewer." I'm like, "I love that."
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, like yep. The, to me, this feels like almost exactly a comic book translated to animation. Like, and I don't mean like like word for word, right? But it's the but spirit. like the feel. Yeah, right. That, right. It, it really does feel like a comic. Like the he- heavy handedness too of like norman just like really not caring about harry and then right, at the right, end right. making like the sacrifice jump out of nowhere mm-hmm. you know what i yep, mean yeah like, yep, it's, yep. Like, it's I melodrama care yeah for you son it's like that right. like super like nonchalant uh, uh, uh a theme for this for the for the episode like i don't know it, it everything about it the, the bright colors the like over the top acting and characterization right. of these the, these these comics characters it really does feel like it's the, these people have read the comics oh let's that's, be yeah
0: 100 yeah, percent
1: for sure and and that is definitely more than i can say for a lot of other um people that are in charge of adaptations of comic book characters because a lot of times they really don't feel like they do in the comics
0: you you know what yes i mean uh, we, i mean first of all, there's a million things we could say about that, but I I know that the guy who created this, jeez, I'm trying to find who it is, John Semper, he basically read every single Spider-Man comic ever made, and then mm-hmm. he wrote the show. And So you could consider this like the condensed, reorganized, you know, version of the comics, and obviously every, not everything's going to be perfect, but if you want to talk about an adaptation that's, an, that's a cartoon that's in the 90s with this budget, I really do think he did a good job, definitely, of, of boiling everything down to, like, you know, the essentials. Now, one thing that I might disagree with you guys about, I was actually, I'm, I'm not exactly, I was never a huge fan of Mark Hamill doing the Joker. And no, I also, and, really? I, and I, no, what? and I also don't what? know, I also don't know if I like the idea that the same guy who does the Joker is also doing Hobgoblin. But Bob, I want to know, what do you think about wow. Mark Hamill doing the voice of the Hobgoblin? I I thought he was
3: spectacular as a hobgoblin. I I don't even understand what what you're saying, sir.
2: (laughs) Yeah, like, I gotta go. Like, I'm shoveling breadsticks into my purse, and I'm leaving this day.
3: Here's
1: the
2: thing. I
3: mean, you have some outrageous opinions, but this one has gone too far.
2: Hot take. So
0: here's the thing, is that I'm not saying I don't like him as hobgoblin. I'm just saying that, A, I don't know what... Like, why does the hobgoblin sound exactly like the Joker? That's my first question. B... I don't know if he's my first choice like yes I agree he's good and everybody loves Mark Hamill and he's just not what I imagined the Hobgoblin to be when I was growing up because don't forget I read Hobgoblin comics for what like seven years before this cartoon came out right ah, so mm. that could be why
3: yeah, for me, this is probably, I, I don't remember because I was fairly young, but I'm pretty sure this was my introduction to Hobgoblin. So okay. for me, this is the Hobgoblin.
1: Okay, understandable then. Sa- same with me. Like, So something that's a little interesting is that I thought, I thought that the Hobgoblin came before the Green Goblin in the comics as well as a kid.
0: Right, right. I, I just yeah. assumed
1: that was the case because the hobgoblin is introduced before the green goblin in this show. And Mm -hmm. then when I started reading 80s Spider-Man comics, the green goblin was dead. So he was not around. He was not a thing. So, uh, it was just the hobgoblin that I was reading about. And then the green goblin showed up later on. So as a kid, as like a little kid watching the show, I assumed that the green goblin was a knockoff of the hobgoblin. Right and i actually kind of like it It, as weird as it sounds i think that it's a better story for norman to um be like to kind of like have him slowly descent into that like chaos and madness of the green goblin and having that that like persona take over his whole entire life like if he if he is still responsible for creating the hobgoblin in this sense and like giving him the powers and everything, and making the hobgoblin who we all recognize him to be. And then eventually, like, you know what? I need to take things into my own hand. And he dons his own version of the goblin and kind of takes over. Um, and, and maybe that is just because that was my first introduction to these characters, but I really like that kind of arc.
0: Mm hmm. hmm. Well, again, really quick the creator, uh, he has the benefit of knowing. Okay, I've got sixty five episodes, I gotta plan it all out, and he mm-hmm. knows exactly how it's gonna end. Whereas with the old comics, Stan Lee and Steve Ditko were just making it up as they went along. Oh, and then sure. you know, with Hobgoblin, Roger Stern had his idea of who Hobgoblin was, then the next writer changed it, then the right after that changed it again, right? So mm-hmm. there's gonna be some benefits to having just one guy control everything for sure. But um <laughs> But Becca, you came yeah. in you came <laughs> in to the cartoon first, right?
2: Uh, about the same time as I started reading like okay. Spider-Man stuff, it was about around the same time, because uh, the show aired in 94, right?
0: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
2: I was two, so oh. I didn't watch it when it originally aired.
0: So you hadn't but... all read all the comics yet? Why not?
2: <laughs> well, I was still, you know, figuring some stuff out, okay. um, like who I was. Um, I was working through some things. And, um... Uh. It was just, you know, it was, a, it was a me time. The 90s really were. Um, so I started watching it. Like, I think I watched the show first, but I started reading comics as soon as I could read, basically, because I just, anything that I could, as soon as I could read, I was like, I need to read things. Like, just, I I need to let the world know I'm going to have no friends. Please. <laughs> just give me, give me reading material. <laughs> I don't, I'm not going to be able to go outside. I can't do sports. Uh,
0: I hear you that. <laughs>
2: So yeah, it was was around the same time. Um, Obviously, the show was written for kids, and a lot of 90s Spider-Man not necessarily wasn't.
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm. Right.
2: There's some some things that are more childish, but then I remember Venom just giving me nightmares, just, and carnage, um, and then me still having to read them. (laughs) Uh... (laughs) Sorry, my mic just, or my headphones just turned off. Oh, <laughs> no
0: problem. Yeah, that's we can pick up the slack. So, <laughs> no, it, oh, okay, continue.
2: <laughs> but yeah, so I'd reading them at the same time, and it just, it never really occurred to me who came first. Right. Like, in the continuities, right. continuity-wise, I would just be like, oh, this has Spider-Man in it. I want to watch slash read that. And then mm. I wasn't too, until it got a little bit older, and I started figuring out what continuity was, and, you know, obtained object permanence that
0: that kind of stuff <laughs> right. started to matter more um okay yeah. so
2: go it's, ahead josh. it's
1: interesting that you don't that you hear that just the joker when you when you're watching this because <laughs> i thought it was really different from the joker
0: yeah yeah, yeah. he's, same. he's same. different you mean you thought he was you, you mean you agree with josh not that he sounded the same right
3: yeah, yeah. I thought he sounded differently. I didn't. I didn't hear the Joker at all. No,
0: I mean he. I mean he's a good character actor. He's definitely doing a different voice. It's just that since I knew it was Mark Hamill, I was mm. like, "Oh, it's Mark Hamill again."
3: I
1: wonder. I wonder if you didn't realize when you started watching. Like, if you didn't know in the nineties. Yeah, it's
0: possible. It's possible.
1: If If you would feel the same.
0: Totally, know what but, you're saying. Totally, know what you're saying. Now, here's yeah. the thing: is just to, to to throw you guys a bone. Even though I love the Kingpin. Uh, I've always thought the Kingpin was too infallible in the comics. Like, to the point that he just was boring to me because he was infallible. I like Mm -hmm. that in this show he's at least a little bit more down to earth. Like, he's capable of error and he's capable of being double-crossed, sort of. Mm -hmm. So, even though this guy, this voice actor has kind of a vague British accent, which I don't really get because he's the Kingpin in New York, but I really (laughs) do like the Kingpin in this. And I do, I mean, mean, Smythe, he's everyone's favorite Spider-Man villain. But, um...
2: (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, I love his whiny, uh, whiny personality.
1: I love his uh, his uh, uh, mullet. Yeah. Oh, man,
3: that flat-top mullet was spectacular.
0: <laughs> yeah, he knows how to rock
3: it.
2: Said uh, no girl ever.
3: <laughs> I and I had to look it up because he was just so wonderfully Australian. Uh, I looked it up who the voice actor was. Have any of you looked up who did the voice of Alistair Smythe? It's funny because uh, I'm
0: looking up the cast of this episode, and he's not no, even in actually. the episode. He's not even listed, but...
2: That's was, how much he matters. Yeah. who oh, Was it? Oh, he
3: matters. Okay. Because it's Maxwell Caulfield. Wait a minute. Who may who may be better known from to Greece some of you two. from from Greece too? Oh on. my god. Get but more importantly, what? he played Rex Manning in Empire Records.
2: Oh man. Okay. Okay. Oh now I'm sold. Hold, hold on a second. Hold on a second. That's our boy. Yes. <laughs> from Greece too. Yes. Me and Mike's favorite musical, and the only reason we're still friends, because exactly. we have so much not in common.
0: Oh, oh that hurts, that hurts.
2: No, 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 I'm just saying, you hate all the things that I love.
0: Oh, okay, I'm, no. got, I'm just saying, I'm and just I saying. I love
2: all the things that Mike hates, but we both love Grease too.
0: You know what's funny? Just for the record, my man, my, my, the, the president of Sinclair College today, somehow we, 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 we just sp- like sprung on to talking about Grease 1, and she talked, I let, her, I let her go for about five minutes, and I, and I let her warm up to it. Then I was like, okay, okay. But what about <laughs> Grease? What about Grease 2? And she's like, no, no, I don't like that movie. <laughs> Fuck. No. All right. She's well, No, you sure friends. are the We're only called. people in the world who like
3: Grease 2, I think.
2: That's yeah. gotta be what it is.
0: Could be it. Wait, i wow. anyone
2: else who likes it.
0: Becca, you also like Kiss. Yeah, I also like
2: Kiss. See? But I was also a child born of rebel parents from the 90s. Like, yeah, you just kind of like <laughs> Kiss.
0: Okay. I thought you were going to say you were born of a, ch- uh, you were a child of wankers, but anyway.
2: That's also true, but. Uh. <laughs> okay, anyway, look, we've got Not that off my tra- dad listens to the podcast. <laughs>
0: okay, we've got off track here. Yeah,
2: dad, are you going to listen to the things that I do? you interested in my, <laughs> the things that I'm interested in, dad? You've
0: wait, got. wait a minute, he, he came to see your cosplay uh, competitions. Yeah, thanks. In fact, didn't he participate in one of them? Or was that only because no. John fairly forced him to?
2: No, he hates John Fairley. Ooh. Oh, shit. No, we Wait. can't say that. can't no! say that.
0: Hold on. Let me edit that out. Okay. Shit.
2: I <sighs> just sold my dad out. Don't worry. Neither of them listened to this.
0: Okay, Josh. <laughs> take it from here. Uh-
1: <laughs> so, I, I do actually have some good news. Um, okay. Alistair Smythe does keep the mullet when he turns into Spider Slayer. Well, so. well, that's
0: good. That's good.
2: Thank God.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah so um i wasn't a huge fan of the constant double crossing and it felt like um they just needed like reason they they needed a reason for hobgoblin to get new tech that wilson didn't know about right so he had to double cross him again to go to norman and then double cross norman it was just felt like really Uh, lazy i guess like yeah i I, it, it would be different if like the kingpin knew or something i don't know it's 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 so weird
0: well okay here's the thing is like like i said earlier again i don't want to nitpick but this was the first episode where i noticed that i thought the animation was a little bit subpar i've been a fan of the animation for the first whatever 10 or 12 episodes but I actually thought the animation was noticeably weaker in this episode. Was it just my imagination or did anyone else notice
1: that? Uh, yeah, I think this one might have been a little bit weaker. And I, I again, I think it has to do with that. Okay. Um, there
3: was a fair amount of like CGI animation that mm-hmm. I didn't really like. And I don't know if that's common in the series or not. Yeah. That's a, it's pretty common. Yeah. Yeah. At the time
1: 3d animation was like on the rise. Um, in 1994 like the first and the first 3d animated movie hadn't even come out so this Mm. was like like pretty new tech and was like high tech and state-of-the-art at the time so they used it a lot um Mm. and i think at times it actually uh does the animation some favors and then other times it's like it's like being pushed right out of the show right Um, right 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 like i i i when when you can tell that it's a 3d model that spider-man is like swinging through the city it's it's too much and it like totally pulls you out of the show but then at other times Mm -hmm. like when spider-man is hanging off the spider uh, from the um the, the glider uh the glider like flies up to a building and then shoots up and you can see the reflection in the building and like as they're going up you can see their like sh- their their reflections kind of distort as they like cross the different panes of or the different like glasses making up the the building's wall. like there there were definitely mm-hmm. times where it worked and was done right. well, and then other times it was just like unrendered 3D models that Spider-Man was swinging through. Right, right, right So right. uh, yeah, it's definitely not a highlight of the show, and also like. Something that is uh, constantly throughout Mm -hmm. the series, Mm -hmm. so...
2: It's pretty common in a lot of 90s (sighs) animated stuff,
3: too. Yeah. It's
2: because they were like, oh, Aladdin did it, so
3: we have to? that's what I thought of was Aladdin. I'm like, sometimes this looks good, and sometimes it really jumps out at you as terrible. Right. And and Aladdin was definitely what I
1: thought of when I saw it. I always think of Hercules, because the Hydra looks, like, completely... 3d uh, it's it's really off-putting we're mm-hmm. like the mouth the the uh, the uh the the door the the lion the giant lion from aladdin okay sand lion what's it called the i don't cave? remember the cave we're, the cave yeah, of wonders sand yeah. lion. <laughs> um we all
2: know what you're talking about yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> i thought that it wasn't like awful the 3d considering at the time yeah the the hydra in hercules is so bad And, like,
2: Um, these are two very different budgets, Disney animated versus, well, I guess Disney's 90 animated was still Disney becoming the conglomerate that they are now. But, like, it was still a different budget between that and, like, Spider-Man animated series. Mm
0: -hmm. Right, right. But the animation in this series is overall good. Like, when we talked Mm -hmm. about the show, uh, you know, the last couple times, we all noted, you know, I, like, for example, I think the animation in this show is better than the X-Men show from the 90s, personally.
1: Yeah, I, I think they're both hit or miss. You can tell mm-hmm. that uh, I, I think we've talked about this before, but it's pretty common around this time to uh, outsource certain totally. episodes to yep. other animation studios or like animation studios overseas that uh do not speak the language. So the lip sync is off a lot of the times. Like it's it's hard. It's hard to do lip sync alone, <laughs> like in your native tongue. I can't imagine trying to do lip sync for right. a language. I have no idea. So like right. at times the lip sync isn't great, but I think I think for what it is, the animation is pretty good. And there are some shots that I think still hold up even in this episode. Like there's some there's some pretty good stuff.
0: Mm hmm. Yeah, definitely. I I can see some outsourcing because, like, I definitely felt this one was different from the other ones, but I probably Mm -hmm. have to watch them back to back, I guess. Mm -hmm. But, um, so here's the thing so, so Bob, are you excited to watch more, go back and re watch more episodes of this cartoon?
3: I mean, I wouldn't completely rule it out. I did also watch the very first episode of the show. Oh, cool. See what it what how it started, even though I know this is only what episode 11, but I might watch more. Um I might dig in and see like what cuz I love the Kingpin so I might watch more like Kingpin episodes mm-hmm. and see what other villains there are and jump in on some of them. It's, I wouldn't rule it out.
1: It's a really crazy series. Like they <laughs> they go through a lot of different arcs in the comics.
0: Uh um, Yeah, I
2: think up till now it's been mostly like introduction to villains and sometimes there's a two-parter, but like immediately after this I think there's an episode about Chameleon and then right after it we go into like some crazy Doctor Strange, X-Men, like, everybody's here Ooh. now. Mm-hmm. Like, everybody's here Yeah, that's here what now. I was going to
3: ask. Like, how many crossovers are there? So, does Doctor Strange. Them. Does Daredevil Everything. show up in this yes. show? Yes. Daredevil does <laughs> show up. That's some of the best stuff with Daredevil,
1: actually. Okay.
3: Yeah, I'll definitely watch the Daredevil stuff.
1: Yeah, there's Daredevil. They do Secret Wars. They do the Clone Saga. They do, like, there's so much that happens. Yeah, well, I don't actually...
2: shows up. <laughs> Ooh,
1: yeah. do they
3: do an awful, awful Secret Wars crossover?
1: Yes! It's the best Secret
2: Wars, to interact like, interpretation.
1: Yeah, it's actually not awful. Um, oh, well, that's from, impressive. Yeah, from what I remember, and then yeah, they do the first kind of like multiverse thing too. They
2: hmm. yeah, have like Webb and
0: multiple Spider Men showing up, and yeah, it's yeah twenty
2: hmm
0: Wait, Bob, I have a question. Are you a fan by any chance of Secret Wars?
3: <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't think a fan would be the right word. <laughs> but you, are, he you can stay. I I do have the <laughs> cover autographed by Jim Shooter and Mike Zack on my wall downstairs. Oh, like nice. awesome. It's a blown up. It's like the like a ten inch by twelve inch one, oh. and it's unfortunately not the original cover. It's the thing they did a few years ago where they're like, "Oh, we can't have the X Men in this because we don't uh, own them." Okay, but it, it's it's uh. still fairly cool because I got to meet Mike Zack and Jim Shooter oh, and get nice. him to sign it. Wow. that's pretty cool. But, but yeah, no, <laughs> I don't like Secret Wars, and I I do want to specifically call you out. I think you guys are past it, but. Or I guess commend you guys for letting Mike L force you guys to read Secret Wars 2. Yeah, um, oh, was, we only
2: read like two issues. That's yeah.
3: still that's still too too many. I think. Yeah, but I started reading it when I was reading through X Men, and, and I was like, no, I can't do this. I know there's important stuff for what happens in the New Mutants and with Rachel Summers, and I just I couldn't do it. We have it was Google so bad. We don't yeah, need to I was walk, like, We I'm don't just need to read, read summaries.
2: Yeah, yeah. He just got the Marvel Wiki. like
3: Secret long. Wars two. <laughs> yeah, so, it was
2: really yeah so so Bob, I thought it was
3: really nice of you guys to not stop being friends with Mike L because he made you read that. Well, <laughs> guess what, Bob?
0: I've got like you penciled now. in May <laughs> May nineteenth, Bob. I got you penciled in for our ep- review of Secret Wars two, number seven. All right, <laughs> wait, <laughs> we're doing more Secret Wars. Of course, Spidey's in, that we have to
2: 7, 8, 9, Becca.
3: Oh my god. Becca um, just left the call.
2: Sh- I don't have any excuses. I don't do anything. Crap. Uh, uh, I'm going to be dead. <laughs> I plan on dying. So I'm not going to make those two. Rather than reading
0: Secret Wars. I'll be, fine, like, after wars I'll be right.
2: resurrected after that. You'll
0: fake your own death rather than read Secret Wars. Okay. So I guess we should yeah. wrap up this episode. Uh, Josh. Uh, yeah. You can take it from here. Oh, we want to thank Bob for joining us. Uh, yeah, <laughs> thank you so much, say. Bob. Again, yeah, well, we'll, yeah. We'll, yeah, thank we'll remember you. next time that you're in a different time zone.
3: Uh, yeah, I, that was entirely my fault. Sorry about that. No I mean, problem.
2: Mike knew where you lived. did No, he? I, no.
0: no. Oh, he I did. thought, I thought you fine. lived. Right, right, that it
2: is his fault. Yeah,
0: I thought you lived in uh, Pennsylvania with Mike Dell and yeah. Larry. It's my fault because I know where Mike lives.
3: I just assumed that Canada's all in Central Time. It just all seems to me. I don't know.
0: <laughs> I, in
3: my brain. Canada's all in the Midwest.
0: It kind of is. It kind of is. I know what you mean. <laughs> But anyway, definitely thanks for joining us. We'll definitely have you on again, and hopefully next time we'll read some comic books next time. that would be fun. Yeah, I'm down yeah, for that. Awesome.
2: All right, Josh. Yeah, Secret Wars. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, no, I, I'm not down for that. Let's not Ooh, go that far. Okay.
2: Bob's also going to be dead that month. Yeah.
3: Yes. <laughs> All right,
0: uh, Josh, you
1: can take it from here. All right. We want to thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast. It really helps when you leave us a review over on Apple Podcasts. Or you could drop us a line on Twitter at at HCTSpiderCast. Please let us know what you guys think about the episodes uh, and the comics or TV shows that we're talking about. Uh, We really want to
0: hear from you guys and keep that comics conversation going. That's right. And join us next week when we have special guest, as long as everything goes according to plan, Andrew Helmer. Uh, We're going to be reviewing Amazing Spider-Man number 270 featuring uh, the second part of the Fire Lord saga. Uh, Peter Parker, number 108, featuring part 2 of The Death of Gene DeWolf. Amazing Spider-Man Annual, number 19, featuring Mary Jane as a superhero. We'll find out what that's all about. And Web of Spider-Man, number 8, featuring a one-off story about a superhero in a small town. So, until next week, Spider-Friends, go for for it. it!